All right, well, hello, Christ Central Church. Great to see you. Merry Christmas to you all, and Merry Christmas to all those watching online. Great to have you. My name's Joe Crummy, and I'm going to be speaking today uh, as we continue our series on formation, the way of Jesus, and just want to make sure you understand everything we've been talking about the last few months and everything we're going to be continuing to talk about connects with Christmas. And as Christmas is here, it's a time to remember and celebrate the birth of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And as Mark read out all those I am's that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and I'm the resurrection and the life, and I'm the gate, and I'm the good shepherd, and I'm the light of the world. We celebrate that Jesus has come. And as we read about in God's Word, it says this, a Savior has been born, and Jesus is our Savior. He's our hero, and He saves us from the consequences of being separated from God, our Creator. And we see all the signs and symptoms all around us of how we, when we're disconnected with God, it leads us to selfishness, and it leads us to loneliness and emptiness and being anxious, confused, and lost. They're all signs and symptoms of a deeper root issue, and that's living without God as the center of who we are. And Jesus, through his, everything we've just been singing about, through his birth and his life and his death and his resurrection, gives us the opportunity to be restored to relationship with God. And if we choose to put our trust in Jesus, he brings us into his family. He, and we're now about his kingdom, and it's all about reestablishing his kingdom here on earth, one that brings truth and love and mercy and justice. And we see that Jesus is our Savior, but the, God's Word says that Jesus is also our Lord, that we get to be saved by Jesus, and then we get to follow Jesus. And this is everything that we've been talking about, that Jesus is our model for how we have a relationship with God as Father. And we follow, and we imitate, and we obey, and we learn from Jesus. And so what we've, we've been looking at, we've been looking at this, that our lives, I think my Plato hardened, I'm sorry, that might be a sign of how sometimes we get hardened as well. But that was my example of us being somewhat formed and shaped and molded by Jesus. And hallelujah, that Jesus takes us who are hard and he forms and shapes us. And we've been looking at this definition of spiritual formation. And we've been seeing that spiritual formation is not optional. It's our goal is to become more like Jesus. And we see this, it's the process of being formed in the image of Christ for the sake of others. And we need help, and we need some help and support. And so thank you, Trevor, for getting my trellis here. I'm going to see if, again, it can stay. And we've been talking about how our lives, to use a different metaphor, is like a plant, and we want to see health and growth and fruit come from that, and how a plant needs a trellis. It needs some support and a framework to be able to grow and expand and be healthy and to bear fruit. And so we've been talking about, and don't you think it's been timely, especially during COVID times, that we need a framework for us to stay focused on Jesus. We need a framework for the life of Christ to come through in our very difficult times. And so we've had this definition of a framework of life, and that's being intentional. It's this, a pattern of practices that supports our friendship with Jesus so that we bear the fruit of Jesus' character, we experience Jesus' presence in everything, and we help offer Jesus' nourishing life to others. 
and we've been talking about what are the foundations of this framework, and we've gone over a couple of them already, haven't we? We've talked about feeding on God's Word and how God's Word is so important as one of the foundations of that framework of life. And Gary shared a prayer about communicating with the Father. I just encourage you to listen to the podcast that just came out, and you can find that on ChristCentral.ca. We interviewed Gary and just talked about some of his sort of transformation and how God brought some order to his life so that Jesus would be prioritized and finding time to spend with Jesus and the benefits of that. And the thing we're going to take a look at today is we're going to take a look at Sabbath, that is rest, that we're going to take a look at. Is it possible to take 24 hours as an oasis for us to be able to focus on God and to enjoy God, which provides rest for our body and for our soul? So you ready for that? Here we go. All right. In our world, I think if we interviewed most people, this would be some of the answers. I know there's some exceptions, but this would probably be it, and we've already done this. People would say this, their lives are full. Their lives are busy. Maybe sometimes we'd even say too busy. There's just not enough time to get everything done. My life is hectic, and people talk about being distracted and exhausted, and it goes something like this, and you might be in this right now. So I think we could all relate. If I could only get to Christmas, then I'll have a break. And a lot of times Christmas comes and you're kind of like, oh man. And you're kind of like, okay, if I can only get to March break. And then you're at March break and you're like, oh man, if I can only get to Easter, I'll get a couple of days off then. And you get to Easter and you're like, oh man, if I can only get to summer. And you're like, get to summer, if I can only get to vacation. And then you get to vacation, you're like, oh man, if I can only get to retirement. And it's kind of that just like, if I can only get somewhere out there, then I'll get some rest. And the question I just want to propose this morning is this. Maybe we're missing something that's pretty obvious to previous generations and actually might be even obvious to other parts of the world. Is it possible that God has actually designed us, His creation, with the need for regular rest and recovery? And certainly in the sports world, we began to understand, man, we got to do a lot of preparation to be at our maximum for sports, but we're also beginning to understand we, the recovery part, and the rest is just as important as the preparation. And so we see in God's Word, the Bible talks about this Sabbath, which is like a 24-hour period of rest and renewal and worship And we believe it's an essential part to our framework of life. It's a foundational stone that helps support the rest of our trellis and framework. So, full disclosure. For me personally, compared to feeding on God's Word, compared to communicating with God through prayer, I find this practice probably the hardest one to implement on a regular basis. So, folks, the bar is really, really low on this one, okay? <laughs> Two main reasons I find it really hard. There's, a, there's lots of practical reasons, okay? For me personally, I've got five other schedules in my house to try to align for this to happen, which makes it very, very, very difficult. And the nature of my vocation, as far as being a pastor, it's not so much an easy sort of defined nine-to-five job, and so it kind of blurs all the days together. And sometimes even when I take time off, guess what's still going? My brain is still 
going. So it's hard. However, I can say this, it's worth pursuing and it's worth starting in that direction. And we just want to create space to experience Jesus, to enjoy God, and for our batteries to be recharged. So I'm just going to walk through very quickly. And I mean, we could do a whole series of messages on this, but let me just hit some sort of highlights of how do we view Sabbath? And this might be a new concept for you. This might be something that you've tried before. I'm not sure, but let me just go over a few things. Number one, can we see this? Sabbath, a time of rest renewal, it's a gift from God. It's not a duty. (laughs) It's amazing we have to convince ourselves. Sabbath is a gift. God gives one day in seven for us to rest. We see this in the Bible, God's design from the creation story. God, who never sleeps, never slumber, never gets tired. God worked for six days, and then he rested for one. And I would say today in our Western culture, most of us have kind of lost this rhythm of rest. So even in my life, and this shows you my age, like going over 40 years ago, Sunday was still, for the most part, set apart as a day that was different from all the other six days. So when I was growing up, Sunday was still set aside for family, church, sort of rest. So there were hardly any businesses open. The mall wasn't open. The grocery stores weren't open. There were no casinos open. There were no movies. There were fewer sports. And even I played a lot of sports, even on Sunday morning, even at tournaments, a lot of times there were no games scheduled for Sunday morning because it tried to honor that most people went to church. Well, as we can see, that's long gone. (laughs) So now it's 24-7 shopping, media, entertainment, sports, options. And in our view of that's being progress, we see the damage of chaos, stress, busyness, more work, less time with family. And folks, there's just no time to slow down and think and relax and rest. And yet, Sabbath rest, think about it. It made it into the Ten Commandments. (laughs) It's number four on the list. Exodus 20, verse 8 says this, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days work, but the seventh day is Sabbath to the Lord your God. God's outlining a principle. It's a gift from God to us. Second thing is this. And this will be my prop, and I'll try not to go um, too loud on you, okay? Especially for some of our younger crew. I'm going to say this. Sabbath is a timeout to our culture of busyness. So I see this all the time in sports. What do we see? A team is tired. A team's falling apart. A team gets rattled. And what does the coach do? The coach is like, timeout. We need a timeout. We're calling a time out. And what does the coach do? Coach gathers everyone. Everyone has a seat. and Everyone's like, <gasps> gets the Gatorade and takes a break. And the coach is like, okay, we just got to settle down. We got to reset. We got to refocus. We got to come back to the basics. We got to remember what we're doing here. Take a breather. And we got to plan for what's coming up. <whistles> Time out. Do you think God as our coach is the original calling a timeout? It's built into the schedule. Sabbath is God's time out to rest and reset and refocus and prepare. 
So remember I asked you a couple months ago to do an inventory of your time for one week, just kind of just try to keep track. Why was I asking that? Because one of the things is I'm hoping that as you go through that, you begin to understand how you spend your time, and maybe you begin to realize and ask the question, why am I so busy? Why does it seem like I don't have enough time? And sometimes just even tracking how we spend our time makes us aware that, you know what, there's some things maybe we can reprioritize. Maybe that actually we have more time than we think sometimes. I know there's exceptions. I understand. But maybe if we planned a little better, maybe if we cut out a few things, maybe actually I have more time than I realize. And one of the questions I just want you to be thinking about is, we have to ask this sometimes, why do we allow ourselves to be so busy? So here's some questions you might want to ask yourself over the next week. Sometimes do we keep ourselves so busy because maybe, is, it, is money driving us? Like, is money the main reason we're busy because I just got to work because I want to make more money? Could be. Sometimes we keep busy because this, because we don't want to deal with some issues in our life, and it's easier just to keep busy than you're like, if I ever slowed down, had to think about some of these things, yikes. Is our identity in our work? And therefore, we give that the biggest priority. And folks, even as a pastor, I can, my identity can be found in, oh, I want to be available for everyone. I want to be a good pastor. I want pats in the back. I want to be able to check in on everyone. And so therefore, I can never take a day off. It can happen because we can feel validated through our work. Sometimes we can just be addicted to busyness and we get addicted to things we didn't even know or even understand how we got addicted to them in the first place, but we're addicted. Are we overcommitted? Folks, we need to call a time out. And maybe we need to reset our values and our priorities and where we get our validation. And providing time, and we're going to take a look at Sabbath. I don't just mean on a Sunday. It could be a different day of the week. That's flexible. But we need some time just to be able to stop and to refocus and be with God so that we get our validation from what God says about us, not because of our work or maybe our marks at school or what other people say about us. And maybe we're having a hard time implementing reading God's Word. Maybe we're having a hard time implementing taking some time to pray. Maybe you can start that on your Sabbath. We want to call a time out so that we can get refocused on who God is and what God says about us. Third, Sabbath is a sign of trust in God. Setting aside time to rest in God is a sign of trust in God that God will provide for us even when we rest and receive refreshment from God. So folks, just think about it. Every time we go to sleep, we're putting trust in God that while we're sleeping, God's going to take care of the rest of the world and us. Isn't it? When we wake up, you're like, God, you did it again. You took care of me even when I was sleeping. And folks, sometimes I know it's hard to think, well, I'm indisposable because I'm so important that I need it, all things. Folks, when we say, you know what? I'm going to put a boundary up and I'm going to take some time to focus on God. I'm going to trust God with the rest of all these different things. And every time when we're sleeping, guess what? 
God's taking care of Australia and New Zealand where it's tomorrow already. God's at work. God never sleeps. He never slumbers. We can trust Him with the whole of our lives, even in our rest. And folks, I have to do that as a pastor. I have to say, I'm going to take some time, and while I'm disconnected and focusing on God, I'm trusting that God's going to take care of all of you. And we saw that a few weeks ago. On my Monday, I try not to look at my phone. I try not to, on that day, and something happened to one of our people in our church. I didn't even know about it till Tuesday. And guess what? The church took care of it all. By the time I found out, it was all seen to. Because God was taking care of our flock, and it wasn't all dependent on me. Because I'm trusting in God. Fourth, Sabbath, and we've been talking about this with our whole framework, it's a flexible framework. And can I just encourage you just to start small and begin to adjust And this is what I mean by flexible framework. The day of the week can change depending upon your stage of life and where you're at. When I was a university student, I practiced Sabbath, and what I found worked best for me was from Saturday supper to Sunday supper, because if I just took all day Sunday, I had to study Sunday night. So it was easier to go Saturday supper to about Sunday supper, which meant I didn't study, which was my main focus at that time, for that 24-hour period. Now, it did mean the other six days of the week, I had to study really hard. (laughs) But I didn't study. So Saturday evening, I spent with friends. Sunday morning, I never missed church on Sunday morning, our Sunday morning meeting. That was like one of my parts of my Sabbath rest that I, so sometimes I was with the hockey team back then. We'd be away Friday night, Saturday night. I'd get back two or three in the morning, and I didn't care. I'm not missing meeting with my church family. I just made it a priority, and so with four or five hours sleep, didn't matter. I'm not missing it because I need, that's part of my reset every week, being with God's family, hearing God's word, worshiping together, hearing what God's saying. I look forward to it. It was a time out, Saturday, Sunday afternoon, friends, exercise, food. So folks, there's a cost to it, because I had to trust God that, hey, as I focus on God, God's going to take care of some of those other things. But I did that through six years of university, and I I look forward to it every week. I didn't burn out and helped me in those other six days. Then I started in the working world, and guess what? My Sabbath had to change. And when I was with Angela and we had young kids, we primarily took Mondays as our Sabbath. Angela wasn't working. I had time with my family. We got a fun. We could go for walks. We had date night. We had time together. And for many, many years, and with church life, the weekends were full. I've had to change it all again in the last year or two. Why? Because Angela's now working on Mondays. I've got teenage kids. Sometimes I'll do my Sabbath more Friday supper to Saturday supper. Sometimes I'll, when I'm in church things all weekend, I'll take Monday still. Do you understand? It's flexible. It can change. It can even change within a month. Some weeks it's Friday to Saturday. Some weeks it's a Monday, but it's carving it and scheduling it in. Five, Sabbath is to enjoy God. (laughs) Can I say that one again? (laughs) 
Sabbath is to enjoy God. And maybe this one's more for me than anyone else because of my background. Because when I was growing up, guess what? I viewed Sunday Sabbath as a punishment. That was my background. I hated Sundays, to be honest, because it was boring and we weren't allowed to do anything. It was a punishment. Folks, it sounds weird, but I had to radically change my view because it was more like a sentence, not a joy. And we endured it. It was more about what you couldn't do. But folks, Sabbath is to enjoy God. We get to savor and enjoy the gifts of God's creation. You can go for a walk. You can go for a hike. You can go cross-country skiing and have a picnic as part of your Sabbath. You get to enjoy God. You get to enjoy the gift of God's people. You get to eat with people and hang out and laugh. You get to savor and enjoy the gifts of God's family. You get to worship together and pray together, eat food together. Folks, Jesus chose life on the Sabbath. It's amazing when you go through how many times in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it says this, and on the Sabbath, (laughs) Jesus healed. And on the Sabbath, Jesus multiplied food. And on the Sabbath, Jesus did all these amazing things. And Jesus said this, Mark 2, 27, he said, look, the Sabbath was made for people, not people for the Sabbath. It's a gift from God to enjoy God. Last thing, just some helpful hints regarding the Sabbath. And I just say this, one of the things that helps refresh and renew is to do something different on our Sabbath than we do with our work for the other six days of the week. So here's a question. These are great questions, folks. This is, this is easy homework this week, okay? We're just asking, what refreshes and energizes you? What brings life to you? Is it exercise? Is it recreation? Is it art? Is it music? Is it reading? Is it eating? Is it napping? Is it being outdoors? Is it being indoors? Being with friends? Being by yourself? Here's the key. Our Sabbath framework will help and enable us to enjoy God and glorify God in all things. And this is just what I would encourage you, is that as some part of your Sabbath, that you would take and make part of it is some more sort of overt way of worshiping God. So that could be going for a walk and praying and just worshiping and enjoying God's creation. That could be being in God's Word. That could be singing. That could be praying. That could be reading. That could be gathering God's people. Maybe if Sunday's part of your Sabbath, this is part of meeting with God. Whatever it is, it's worship in all its various forms. It's such a central part of our Sabbath that we want God to be at the center of it. We want to be reminded of who God is, of who we are in Christ. We don't want it to be defined and controlled by what we do or what the world says about us, but knowing that we are loved by God, and that we can enjoy God. And folks, as we develop this and as this becomes part of our lives, guess what? We can get rest for our body and our souls. And it helps us in all the other aspects of our lives. So folks, if we miss this, we're really paying the price. So can I encourage you, start small. Begin to carve out some time. 
Take even a morning to start. Start somewhere. And I think as you see the benefits of it, you'll be more and more motivated and encouraged to make this part of your framework of life. Folks, Sabbath is a gift from God. It's calling a time out to say, I need to reset on some things. Okay, it's trusting God that God's going to help take care of the other things while you're getting recharged. We get to enjoy God. That's an awesome thing. That's such an encouraging thing. I'm going to ask Tim and Pamela Nogler to come. And Tim and Pamela are a great part of our church family of five wonderful daughters. And I've asked them to come and just share a little bit because I know they've started to practice. Thanks, Jody. That would be great. I'll give that to you, Tim. Thank you. I'll just stand over here. So Tim and Pamela, I know, have, have started to put Sabbath into their work. Five kids, like, it's not an easy thing. There's challenges and everything. I just thought it'd be great for them to share a little bit of their story and just maybe how you kind of got into Sabbath, maybe some challenges, but also some benefits. And Tim, I know you have a few things you'd like to share, so I'll just hand it to you. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you. So, um, <clears throat> so I think it was about after Christmas time last year that basically I was feeling uh, overwhelmed. I was feeling burnt out, uh, lonely. I was exhausted, unheard, or like I was just feeling somewhat at the end of my rope. So all I did, I just uh, texted Ben during church one day, and I was just like, I need to talk. I need some help, something like that. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I just said, hey. Yep. I'm, well done, Tim. That's I'm, a good thing. I'm at the end of my rope. Mm -hmm. Not the end of my rope, but mm -hmm. anyway. Uh, so we did all we did. We, we went for a walk. We talked. He pointed me to a podcast um, to listen to uh, by Pete Scazzaro, who does Emotionally Healthy Leadership pod, Podcast, and it was titled Relax, It's Gonna Be Okay. Mm -hmm. It was the title of the podcast. And so I listened to that, and I was like, you know, that's really good. <laughs> God's got it. It's under control. And then uh, after, after Christmas, Jill had gotten him a book on a recommendation of Joe uh, called um, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And uh, I kind of discovered that I'm not a big reader, but I can listen to audiobooks and I can... Mm -hmm. So I just kind of like powered through this book, like, <laughs> and, and it really kind of opened my eyes um, to some things. So and, and then part of the, one of the things in the book is he, is he introduces the Sabbath mm -hmm. as a practice of, of eliminating hurry out of your life. Uh, so I exclaimed to Pamela, did you know that the Sabbath was one of the Ten Commandments? <laughs> Honestly, I was like, I never heard that before. I was like, did you know? I was like, she was like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, and I was like, we need to do this. Just kind of 
So my initial response to that was, how exactly <laughs> are we going to do this? Um, I listened to Tim talk about the book, and I just kind of felt uh, resentful, to be honest, which is not... Uh, Thanks for your honesty, Pamela. That's mm -hmm. my honesty um, toward the idea. So how, how could I take time to rest? And many things still need to happen in a day. Mm -hmm. um, and what would it even look like? So I, I think, I don't really know, but I, I sort of agreed to, or su even suggested. You're like, aren't we doing Sabbath today? <laughs> <laughs> but even though I, my heart was still hard yep. towards the idea. So eventually, after reading the book, my heart softened to the idea of Sabbath. And I began to realize that this kind of resentful, sort of bitter feeling was actually um, partially pride, I think. And um, so this type of pride that my deep down my fear was, what would happen if I actually rested? Mm -hmm. And um, many things depended on me constantly working and striving and who would do the things that need to be done. Mm -hmm. And um, also a little bit of, I, I didn't think I actually deserved the time to rest because I could never do enough work to, to earn that time, which is, that's kind mm. of my brutal honesty. <laughs> um, those are some of those deeper things we were talking about. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So our beginnings in doing the Sabbath rest are humble. Um, and we also, you know, there's also things that come up, obviously, that we have to incorporate. But for me, um, it primarily meant I put my phone away for the day. And um, we try to take turns to rest, even sleep, uh, or participate in activities that are life-giving for our family, like bike riding or going on a hike. Um, and for me, it is a, a reminder for my heart that my strivings are actually not enough, and they will never be enough. And the only one who will ever be enough for me and for my family, and for any situation of stress or grief, uh, is Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's Jesus. And resting during the week is actually a tangible reminder that I need to lay down my pride and actually rest in the truth that Jesus is sufficient, and mm -hmm. I am not. Mm -hmm. And it is the it is the gospel that I am justi I'm justified by faith and not by works. Mm -hmm. And Jesus accomplished this on the cross. And his death and resurrection lift the burdens from my shoulders and bring freedom and life. So practicing Sabbath is actually a tangible reminder yes. of this for me. Mm -hmm. And taking time to rest on purpose each week gives permission to set aside my running thoughts of all the jobs that are incomplete and my insufficiency and rest in the truth that God is enough. Right. Well said, Pamela. Thank you. So kind of parallel to this um, journey of learning how to Sabbath, I was also eliminating um, some uh, food out of my diet to help with some digestive problems. 
And I was just, when I was thinking about today, I said how often the, the physical uh, can, can mirror the spiritual of what's, what's going on. So um, <clears throat> when you eliminate some foods, for me, it started with uh, sugars, like mm-hmm. out, of your, out of your diet, there can be what's called a die-off period mm-hmm. where your body can feel like it's opposing this change, but what your body is doing is expelling built-up toxins. And sometimes it doesn't feel great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I think that really mirrors with Sabbath. You can really, um, it's, a, it's a, a time out to let your body kind of expel some of the, it's, it's a way of fighting back against the world, pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're, when you're feeling sick, what do you do primarily? Like if you've got a cold, you rest, you sleep, and that's how you get better. So what Sabbath uh, looks like for us now is that um, typically, Pam will mention that we try to limit our use of our phones. That means if, you know, there's like a simple thing, like if there's a question, they're like, oh, I'll just Google the answer. It's like, oh, well, maybe not. That can wait till another day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or it usually involves feasting, just enjoying what God has for us. So we usually try to make something delicious and awesome mm-hmm. on that day. Um, sometimes it has naps and, and, and really the kind of our, our gauge for what we um, kind of say is permissible and not permissible, although that's not really the right words, is that we, we want to do things that are life-giving yes. and not things that um, take away from us, so things that are, are building us up. And so sometimes um, going for a run, which is really sometimes exhausting, but is really life-giving to my soul because God can speak to me during mm-hmm. that time. And sometimes it's having a nap, mm-hmm. and that's just what my body needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, we, we've had to orientate our week around uh, getting... We, we do Sabbath on, on Sunday from when we wake up to when we go to sleep on Sunday. That's just what we've chosen. Um, but basically, uh, now shopping, like groceries and stuff like that, has to happen on another night. I would, before, I would have commonly done my grocery shopping potentially on Sunday afternoon, and mm-hmm. now I have to try to fit yep. it in somewhere else. And you kind of really just have to prepare and prepare yourself to rest. And, and it's really added an element of focus and planning um, to our lives that, that wasn't there before. So yes. in some ways, it's actually brought some really help, helpful order. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, sorry, I'm being no. a little long. It's right. <laughs> Hopefully that's okay. Uh, so so um, as a side note and, and, and part of our, our journey is that... Um, like listening to our bodies, our bodies are really smart. They're really in tune with what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think God uses um, our bodies as a gift to, to reveal to us kind of our, our natural state, um, both, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, and so I used to think that, that being exhausted, the point of like my body aching was normal. Um, <laughs> 
I used to think that anxiety and stress and and uh, was something that would go away once I, you know, found the right job, made more money, <laughs> retired, you know. If I can just get there. Yeah, if you can just get there. It's, you know, I, I don't think that's what God intends for us. You know, I, I and with more relation to um, my digestive problems, I used to think that, like, every time after I eat, like, I would get bloated. I used to think that was normal. It's mm-hmm. not. It's like... God gives us our bodies to, 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 to tell us what, as, as, a, as a real gift of, of something that we need. So um, it's okay to slow down. Like the, the Sabbath allows us to slow down, take a step back, listen to our bodies, to the Holy Spirit, yes. to the counsel of others, and take steps to start to align ourselves with the pace and life that God is calling us to. Yes. You know, our bodies have limits, um, and, and that can actually be a gift. And I, when I first heard that, I really didn't understand it, that sometimes that um, we can really push ourselves too far and, and it stretch too thin with time and, and just physically energy. But that can be really that, that limit of, of this earthly body can be a real gift from God to, to slow down and enjoy his pace of life. Yes. So as we slow down into the pace that God has laid out for us, we start to have slight perspective, sensitivity to things that aren't life-giving. Mm. So now there's things that I would have considered um, seem normal or that I tolerated before that now just seem uncomfortable when I try to reintroduce that back into my life it feels like it's too much this mm. it's just this um god's really changed um giving me new eyes to see um god can give us new desires new pace new vision you know he, he's really looking to bring to birth something new and new life and new freshness in us so anyway sometimes That's we just great. need permission to do that yeah. and and we're all we're all together on this journey, we are. and so, um, you know, so that little invitation of listening to a podcast or reading a book is, a, you know, just to step into something, yeah. and it's a real journey of, of seeing what God has for That's us. Right. Anyway. That's great. Sam and Pamela, thank you so much. So helpful. All right, I'll get Joel and the team maybe to come back, and uh, we'll just finish up. That's great, Tim. Thank you. Thanks, Pamela. All right. Well, so helpful for them being able to share. And that's kind of what we're trying to do here is we're trying to give permission for you to be able to take some of these steps. And as Tim and Pamela shared, you know, this is what we're trying to say. It doesn't all happen sometimes overnight. It can be one podcast leads to one reading book, which leads to starting to carve out some time. That's what we're doing with all these different things. So if you're able, why don't you stand? And Joel and the team are going to lead us, and we're just going to pray that God would put maybe just some practical things, just maybe a next step into your heart and into your mind. And for those of you who are in families and that, that, you know, some unity coming together. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you for this time together today. Lord, thank you for everyone watching online and participating. And Lord, we just pray by your Holy Spirit, would you help us? Would you come and build this framework 
in our lives that we would have space for you and that, Lord, we would make, Lord, this rest and renewal and refocus time part of our weekly time, Lord, for your glory and for our good and for the good of those around us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.